unregulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards, and I'm glad you've joined us on the program today. Coming up here in a matter of moments, we're going to be speaking with Alex Bosco of SB Tactical about the uh, new proposed rule from the Department of Justice and ATF that uh, seeks to redefine uh, what a short-barreled rifle is to encompass perhaps as many as, uh, well, I mean, I guess the estimates are as high as 40 million AR-style pistols equipped with stabilizing braces. Are they short-barreled rifles or are they pistols? Well, the ATF has said that they're pistols. But now they want to change their mind. Now they want to uh, declare that these items are actually, uh, in many cases, they can't guarantee it, but in many cases they say that they would define these uh, items as short-barreled rifles that need to be registered under the National Firearms Act. If you fail to do so, if you fail to pay your $200 tax stamp, then you could be looking at a 10-year federal prison sentence and a $100,000 fine. Yeah, this is a, a backdoor gun ban. And, uh, you know, as we've talked about on the program before, this is... I, it could be, anyway, the uh, the first step towards doing the same thing uh, for AR-style rifles, uh, redefining them as machine guns that also need to be registered under the National Firearms Act. No need for Congress to approve a gun ban. Why, we can do this all administratively. Uh, Alex Bosco, again with SB Tactical, going to be directly impacted, along with millions of American gun owners, if this proposed rule goes into effect. He joins us to talk about the uh, the dangers of this proposal and what we can do to push back. Take a look and a listen. Alex, thanks so much for coming on the show, sir. It's good talking with you today. Good talking with you. It's good being here. So, so let's talk uh, about this new proposed rule from uh, DOJ and ATF. You've had a couple of days to uh, to take a look at this. How, how bad is this for gun owners, particularly those who uh, who own AR style pistols uh, or stabilizing braces? Um, I mean. How bad is it? It's uh, I don't think it can get any worse. I don't I don't know how somebody reads this 71 page document. OK. And comes to the conclusion that and I don't I'm not going to use this word. People use this word tyranny um, a lot. OK. But I don't know how government officials come up with a plan. that uh ostensibly will affect the lives of somewhere close to 10 million if not maybe even 40 million people okay and their solution is uh either add a longer barrel to the gun costing the end user money remove the brace and destroy it but only if they assemble the firearm themselves because if it comes from an OEM it's essentially manufactured as a rifle and can never become a pistol destroy their firearm or pay a $200 tax stamp. And if you do none of those things, essentially you become a felon overnight. I don't know how you come up with these 71 pages. And if you're a government official, how do you say that's not tyrannical? What, what, I don't know what the definition of tyranny is otherwise. I mean, I, it's to me, it's, it, and we've spoken about this before too, Cam. It's obscene. Well, it really is obscene. And you know, look, I mean, this is a a backdoor gun ban, uh, and you know, it's not a gun ban through legislation. It's not a gun ban through Congress. This is an, a a federal agency uh, redefining 
uh, as you say, millions of firearms that are already in legal possession. Uh, you know, people who bought these guns bought pistols, and now the federal government says, well, actually, no, we want to call them short barrel rifles. Uh, even though we, we've said that they're pistols in the past, now we've changed our mind. And again, and if you don't abide by what we say, now you could be looking at 10 years in federal prison and maybe a $100,000 fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. You know, you say redefine. The, one of the objectives of the 71 pages is to redefine uh, the term rifle to include stabilizing braces, which I find, obviously, I find it ridiculous. And maybe I'm biased because I'm the one who invented the brace. But I invented this product for pistols. The idea that the government wants to add a stabilizing brace, a product defined, it's not even a product, it's an orthotic device designed to help people with limited mobility fire a pistol. Okay, they want to add stabilizing brace to a rifle, to me is ridiculous. If anything, they should be adding to the definition of pistol a stabilizing brace. Of course, if they did that, that would make all stabilizing braces legal, not Mm -hmm. And if you go through it, and not to cut you off because I knew you were going to say something, but, you know, you read through this document, they're suggesting that, well, they're telling us because, the, you know, there's been a study that's been done that says there's roughly 10 to 40 million of these products out on the market. The government is suggesting that this is a public safety issue while citing two, two times the product was used in a crime. Number one, if anything, I think what this demonstrates is if they're suggesting that that braces are, are make the gun a short-barreled rifle, and there are tens of millions of these things making them in common use, and there were only two crimes committed, I think the suggestion is, is that short-barreled rifles aren't really the devil that they say it is. I think that's absolutely. I think that's absolutely right. But you know, we can make the same argument about uh, you know so-called assault weapons uh, uh, too that are you know demonized or oh these are the weapons of choice for killers. Even though you know more uh, more Americans are killed with the fists and feet than with a rifle of any kind in any given year. I mean, th- th- this is not about public safety, and we know that this really is about. Uh, aiming uh, uh, government at gun owners uh, and at firearms manufacturers and at folks like yourself who manufacture these braces. But what's what's interesting to me, Alex, is that, you know, you look at this what uh, 71 page rule, as you say, and it's not as simple as the ATF saying, all right, well, look, uh, we know we told you these were pistols, but if you've got a stabilizing brace, now it's a rifle. They've got this worksheet that you're supposed to look at and check and add up points. And if you get to so many points, then then it's likely the ATF will consider your firearm to be a short-barreled rifle as opposed to a pistol. But even then, they, they don't guarantee that that's the case. I mean, they, they are still not offering up a, a simple definition because they want to make it as vague as possible. They want people to err on the side of caution and, as you say, either destroy their firearms, destroy their braces, register them to the government without knowing for certain what that ATF determination would be. Right. So... The form you're talking about, I think it's called 4999 form, okay, is, uh, and credit where credit is due, we've been asking them for parameters for years now. Mm-hmm. Okay? And a point system could make sense, okay? It could be a way to determine whether something is a brace or not. The problem is when you are an activist agency, okay, and you reverse engineer Okay, a list of parameters to make sure that everything is excluded. You're suspect. Okay, 
So the, the list comes up with, if you remove the brace from the picture and you use the list, their point system, you can still fail. Your gun can still be considered an SBR simply by putting an optic on an AR pistol. Okay, so you can still fail regardless of whether there's a brace in the picture or not. And the best thing about it, and I don't know if many people have caught it because I've seen people bring it up, but at the very top in small letters it says, the ATF reserves the right regardless of whether you pass the point system to consider the weapon a, a short-bowed rifle. Mm-hmm. So if you're just going to cons- – if, if if you're going to come up with a point system and you're just going to reserve the right anyway, regardless of the point system, to determine that it's a short-barreled rifle, what is the purpose of the point system? It's a great question. I, I, you know, I think it's uh, it's to make people feel like there is some sort of objective standard being used here. But, you know, I mean, look, you, you made a really good point. So so let's say you've got an AR-style pistol, no stabilizing brace attached whatsoever. But again, the ATF says, well, if you put an optic on that pistol, it turns it into a rifle. Uh, you know, again, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, Alex. Uh, nobody would say that, uh, well, yeah, clearly that's what makes a rifle a rifle is if you put an optic on it. But the ATF can't find a, a statutory definition that would really uh, uh, make a lot of sense and be easy to follow uh, that would not require Congress changing the law. Uh, you know, so instead they've got this convoluted system where they claim, well, we've still got the authority to do all of these things. I got to tell you, I mean, if this were legislation, it'd be bad enough. But the fact that this is an administrative action or an attempted administrative action uh, that could turn millions of gun owners into felons overnight without really knowing if they're in full compliance with the law or not, uh, you're right. This is dangerous for the Biden administration. Yeah, it's and, you know, we're we're kind of talking around semantics because we're calling it regulation. It's not legislation, it's regulation. And, and, you know, ABC agencies can regulate. The problem is if you come up with a regulation that puts you in conflict with the law, okay, in other words, a felony crime, that's Mm -hmm. not regulation. Call it what you want, but I'm going to be accused of a felony if I'm in conflict of this regulation. And and the funny thing, I, I pulled this out yesterday. My my daughter's our, our kids are home. My my daughter was messing around at my desk, and she found this document here. And this this is what we used to put inside the SIG when we first came out with the SB15. This was the approval, okay, for the first SB15 that we got on one page. Just for for shits and giggles, I'm sorry for the language. <laughs> That's all right. Just for shits and giggles, I I took out one of these books that my kids have. It's a hundred page book, and I ripped thirty pages out of it. Okay, this would be what people need to look at in order to understand what a brace is. Used to be this. Now it's a seventy one page document with a point system that you're going to fail because obviously it's been reverse engineered. It's it is. It is the demonstration, it is the proof that the people in this agency are activists. These aren't impartial people, okay? And when you have an agency that's no longer impartial, what are you to do? I don't, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get emotional because this, but it is emotional for me, Cam. We've got, you know, hundreds of people that are going to lose their jobs, Okay. The, the, the report that the ATF was forced to do because they have to, uh, they have to assess how much money is going to be lost. 
the ATFs report and they want to stay on the low side, okay, mm-hmm. so there will be over a billion dollars in losses if they go through with this. There will be hundreds, if not thousands of jobs lost. There will be companies that are closing down. This is a document that the ATF wrote. How do you come up with a document like that with those ramifications suggesting that over 10 million people, but let's not even say it's 10 million. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it's 3 million. We've sold more than 3 million braces, okay? But for the benefit of the doubt, 3 million plus people are going to be considered felons overnight, billions of dollars in damage, hundreds of jobs lost. And this is the article, you. this is the, the, the proposal that you want to put out. I go back to that word tyrannical. How how do you not look at these people and say, you work for the federal government and you think that this is a good idea? And I, I say you think this is a good idea because there was a symposium here in Orlando where ATF met with the industry. And the first thing that they said was, we're so proud of our agents for coming up with this MPRF. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being so I mean, out of touch that you think that that doing a study that says billions of dollars in loss, hundreds of jobs lost, uh, companies being closed, people becoming felons overnight, and you're proud of a document that that causes that that is that is the effect of what this would happen. I I mean this this is our beachhead, Cam. This is not. I mean, I, again, I don't want people to do anything bad, but. This is the time to stand up and fight. This is our 1934 uh, National Firearms Act. This is our 1986, um, you know, banning of machine guns. If we don't do something about this, I, you know, the implications are crazy. Imagine if it were the IRS. Right. Imagine if it were the IRS cam telling you, I'm, nine years ago, we're going to give you a tax break for $200 if you buy this product, okay? Nine years later, the IRS comes back and says, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. You got to pay us back all that money. That's right. Otherwise, you're going to be a tax felon. No, you're hey, listen, Alex, you're spot on, man. And and in a couple minutes we got left, let, let's talk about what people can do because the public comment period is getting ready to open up. I've had a number of folks uh, email me uh, asking questions about, okay, well, you know, can I submit multiple comments? And by the way, you only need to submit one comment per rule, uh, you know, be as specific as you want. But but now is the time to speak up. We need to be contacting, I think, not only the ATF and, and, and making our public comments known, we need to be contacting our lawmakers. Uh, we need to put this on their radar. And I- I'm going to ask you, are you gearing up for a court fight? Because I know if this law goes into place or if this rule goes into place, um, you know, a-, a legal challenge is likely. Are you going to be a part of it? We're going to be one of many people that are going to be a part of it. We've had the, the fortune of speaking um, with a lot of the groups that are out there, you know, uh, FPC, NRA, GOA, NAGR. I mean, all, you, you name it. Everybody wants to be part of this. and and that that's I, I like that that's great it's great to hear that these people really want to you know push back and we're going to need that but we're also going to need the grassroots effort from just regular joe gun and flyover country who's got five of these things sitting in his safe yep yep okay we need people to read this document we need people we'll we'll set up through our website um at sp tactical Frack is going to be setting it up. Frack is probably one of the the, the leaders of uh, of this movement, um, along with all the other people that I mentioned. Um, I think out of all of them, I think 
and I'm, you know, I'm closest to frack. I think they're the ones that are going to have the greatest amount of, of pushback because they've set, they've been set up essentially to be able to fight these exact types of, of, of issues. Um, but anything helps. A dollar will help. You know, whatever you can offer is going to help. Um, and if you don't have money, a letter is going to help. Writing to the, writing to, you know, the, the everybody's going to start setting up these, these one click responses, which is what we did back in December. Mm-hmm. And if you remember back in December, we set it up. They got 80,000 responses in two weeks and essentially they pulled it. So yep. if we can do something like that again, we may be able to get the same response. Now we've got Biden there who I don't think is going to have them pull this. Um, but who knows? Listen, you know, it, it, it certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, and it does send a message if you've got, you know, 80,000, 100,000 people writing in uh, when most public comments uh, for, you know, rules will, will generate a couple of dozen responses. That does I, I think it does make an impact. It might not be enough to get the Biden administration to reverse course, uh, but I think it does matter. And so, uh, you know, we're going to be following this throughout the entire public comment period and beyond, Alex. Uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, asking you to come back on the program and give folks an update. But I really do appreciate you laying out why this is so dangerous for gun owners, why this is so dangerous for people who who aren't even you don't listen, you don't even have to be a gun owner to be opposed to this. The the government overreach that Alex just described uh, should terrify everybody. And Alex, again, I appreciate your time today, sir. I look forward to having you back on the program here really soon. Keep up the good fight. Thanks, Cam. You too. Alex Bosco joins from SP Tactical here on Cam and Company. Appreciate Alex joining us on the program. Now let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, our recidivist report. We will start there with a story out of Colorado. Uh, Arveda police identify armed robbery suspect who died following confrontation with officers. This uh, gentleman, Eugene Milo Matthews, uh, accused of menacing a person, robbing another, then menacing a third person before confronting the police. Uh, He was killed in an exchange of gunfire, although police haven't said whether or not Matthews was killed by police or whether or not he took his own life. Uh, What they are saying, however, is that uh, Matthews, well-known to law enforcement, um, the 24-year-old back in 2017, charged with felony burglary as well as misdemeanor second-degree aggravated motor vehicle theft. He was sentenced to four years in prison and two years probation. The following year, he was hit with felony drug and identity theft charges, and he was sentenced to six years in prison. Three years ago. And yet... Mr. Matthews, despite a four-year and a six-year prison sentence, was already back out on the streets on June the 2nd when he allegedly confronted a woman in her vehicle who was loading groceries outside of a Target. He reportedly pointed a gun at her, opened the door. The woman then fled. Moments later, about 8.35 in the morning, Arveda police officers called to a report of an armed robbery at the same location. Second woman said that she had been held at gunpoint before her phone and her vehicle were stolen. Uh, Matthews allegedly took that stolen vehicle, drove north until he hit a fire hydrant, drove through church property, went into neighborhoods, collided with a trailer and a boat until the uh, uh, vehicle was no longer drivable. Uh, He was uh, then um, uh, 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 responsible for confronting another person, uh, allegedly pulling out his gun once again. Officers made their way to that location around 8.55 a.m. Matthews fired at least one shot. Officers felt that they were being shot at and returned fire. Uh, Matthews died at the scene. And uh, all of this could have been prevented had the criminal justice system in Colorado actually, you know, required that Matthews remain behind bars for, I don't know, even half of the sentence that he received back in 2018. Instead, that didn't happen. And now we're looking at this story. Our uh, armed citizen story of the day from Houston, Texas, where a uh, homeowner shot and killed a former tenant 
who kicked in his door in southeast Houston. Uh, KPRC reports that the homeowner in question, a 72-year-old man who is wheelchair-bound, and the man he shot again, his former tenant, investigators say the homeowner was running out of one of his rooms to another man, claims that the guy uh, stopped paying rent for some time, so he told the uh, tenant to leave and not to come back. Well, the tenant left, but he did come back. Uh, Officer Wilkins with the Houston Police Department said, quote, evidently our deceased individual kicked the door in, got inside. They had some kind of altercation. The older man shot the younger one. The homeowner shot the guy who was kicking in the door. And uh, homicide is there trying to figure out exactly what occurred. Detectives say the homeowner is cooperating. The investigation does continue. But at this point, it looks to be a pretty clear-cut case of self-defense. And finally today, our good deed of the day from Hugo, Oklahoma. I wish I had more information here, but the uh, headline, pretty compelling, Hugo Police Officer Saves Baby's Life. This has been a running theme this week here on Bearing Arms Camera Company and our good deed of the day. We've seen a lot of babies saved this week, which is a very good thing. Uh, Tara Taylor of Hugo had just fed her baby, three weeks old, had uh, finished burping the infant when he stopped breathing and became unresponsive. She called 911. Officer Michael Kelly from the Hugo Police Department, the first on the scene, immediately started resuscitation. The uh, baby did respond. Color soon returned to the uh, infant's face and body. The breathing was restored. They uh, took the kid to a local hospital. Uh, They did transfer him to a children's hospital in Dallas, Texas, as a precaution. But it sounds like this three-week-year-old is going to be okay, thanks to the life-saving actions of Officer Michael Kelly. In the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. And we thank you, sir, for your very good deed. That is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you, as always, for being a part of the program. Don't forget, you can become a VIP subscriber. All you got to do is go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe and uh, use the promo code GUNS to get 25% off of your VIP membership. We really do appreciate your support. It helps us bring you programs like this each and every day. Hope you have a great week, and we will be back on Monday with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information. But don't forget to check out bearingarms.com Friday and throughout the weekend for the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. Until we speak again, be well, be safe, and be free.